This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Seth Galina, senior college football analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, Seth, we had just heard from Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. Uh, They all have done their due diligence. They would love to be playing football. We're going to see it in the SEC, at least as of right now. Other conferences have shut it down. Some conferences say, we're going to shut it down, but if you want to go play, go play. So how weird, how statistically off, how how tough is it going to be to judge the talent in college football this season? I'm not sure. You know, obviously the, the biggest question is going to be when teams play. I think we'll be able to figure out, I guess, who's good and who's not if they play. Now, if, if the Pac-12 you know, Pac- and the Big Ten end up, and all the other conferences that have said they're moving to the spring end up don't even having – end up not even having a spring season, then we're going to have problems when it comes to evaluating uh, NFL talent, right? Like in the like draft-eligible talent. I think that's going to be a big problem going forward. But I think, you know, uh, it's going to be wild if, you know, you only have three conferences playing on, on a Saturday. And all the eyeballs are going to be on, like, two games, you know, on, like, the noon spot, the uh, the three thirty spot, the night spot, like like there's going to be three four games and that's it, and everyone's going to be watching the same thing. I think it's going to be absolutely wild. So uh, my 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 next question is when you start to judge the the talent uh, as far as the NFL draft goes and. If you know the SEC is banging up on each other, okay. If you get the Power Five conference playing against one another, you know where that talent lies. What about some of these other schools that may or may not play that might have that that talent that you would think would have NFL potential? I mean, how how are you going to get a, a chance? Do you just go by your notes from last year or what? Yeah, I think that that's an interesting aspect. So I, I recently watched the great offensive tackle from Oregon, Tanae Sewell. And so he, he's amazing. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, you know, bring him down a peg or anything like that. He's really, really good. He's our best-graded tackle that we've seen in our, in our charting, in our five years of charting. But when you watch him and, you, and you know, he played against Auburn last year, did very well. And, but after that, in the Pac-12, it's like, well, there's not a lot of great edge talent there. So here's a guy who, yeah, he'll go top five. He'll probably be the first, um, you know, non-quarterback off the board. But you'd still like to see him play in in bigger games. So, like, Ohio State was supposed to go down there this year. That would have been wild for him to watch, you know, him against all those five stars, four stars they get up there in, in Columbus. So I think that's what makes it interesting. But at the same time, so it's like, well, 
you got to live with what you got on film at this point. And, and like I said, if the, if the, if the conferences that have postponed don't end up playing, well, then that's, that you just got to live with 2018. Um, you've got to, the, 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 the SEC wants to play. Uh, give me your thoughts first and foremost, how likely it is you think they actually finish a season? Ah, that's, uh, that's tough. I, you know what? I, I feel like at this point, the fact that they're still going through with it means I, I do feel like they will end up finishing the season kind of no matter what, or just kind of, Maybe that's me being too cynical about the whole situation, but I kind of feel like they're just going to go through with it no matter what. But, you know, we saw already what happens when you bring, you know, actual students back in the mix here. So that, you know, we're still like a, a week into to, to students being back on campus. We've seen how much that's changed, you know, Notre Dame, uh, North Carolina. So we're I, I'm still in a wait-and-see mode, you know, Let's let's look at it like two weeks down the line. If we keep seeing outbreaks of the disease on these campuses, then I might change my tune. But I think for now, I think we'll go ahead with it and it'll finish. Yeah, that was going to be my next question because North Carolina and Notre Dame have both shut it down for the next couple of weeks because of COVID outbreaks. The one thing that they did state was that the contact tracing puts them to off-campus parties. It's not even on campus. It's students that have gone to bars or restaurants or parties at at friend houses or houses that are off campus that aren't even on campus where they've uh, contributed the most to COVID. Is there a way to bubbleize? do you think, uh, or at least better uh, corral the athletes? Because, look, and I've said it all along, I thought the pros could get it done. I didn't know colleges would be able to get it done. I didn't think they'd be able to without some kind of an outbreak because it's so with so many people involved from student trainers and, and uh, you know, and, and all the different people that come in with advisors and your student uh uh, your, your academic advisors and such—you got everybody. You're talking hundreds and hundreds of people, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. I thought it would be very difficult, and we already saw—you know—that there was that that story I think last week about the Seahawks player trying to smuggle smuggle someone into the team hotel. Right. So it's like, you know, they're, they're trying to like kind of pseudo bubble themselves. You know, being in hotels in, in the NFL, obviously you can't really do that in college. And then, then you get into the issue of, well, once you start saying we're going to bubble you, are you, are you really student athletes anymore? Like then, then we get into that next question, which is like kind of the, the more of like a moral question. This is like, well, are, how, how are we treating these guys if, if they're, if they're student athletes? if they're students and we're telling the students that they shouldn't do this, this, and this, and maybe they shouldn't even be on campus because of the, uh, uh, because of the, the outbreaks that are happening. And, and then we're telling the, the, the athletes, quote unquote, like, Oh no, no, you guys have to be bold. You guys have to do this. I think that that leads, I think that's actually why, again, maybe I'm being too cynical, but I think that's actually one of the reasons why, uh, a lot of these conferences are canceling. They like don't want to get into that question, which is like, okay, well, how can we do this and and treat them like professionals, which is what they really are, and then kind of be like, no, actually, they're not professionals. So I think I'm with you. I don't. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough when everyone uh, starts moving around campus, like you said. Um, we'll see. I don't know. You only have what's played in front of you to go on. But as of right now, when we start talking about preseason Heisman Trophy candidates and such, 
Can we even go there? Or because we don't have the Pac-12, we don't have the Big Ten, you've just got the southern states wanting to play, some smaller conferences wanting to play. Do we? Do, do you go there yet, or do you think, you know what, this is going to be one of those years where it's just – it's almost as if you win the Heisman and a part of a season is played by some and not played by by all. It really kind of comes with an asterisk. I hate to say that, but do we, do we look at it that way? You know, it's funny. I think this was a, a couple months ago that the European soccer guys said that they weren't even going to give out their Ballon d'Or. Um, they're like, you know, best soccer player in the world trophy. And then obviously, like, every soccer team in Europe played. They finished all their seasons, and they're going to start their new season uh, the next month. So I wonder if the Heisman Trophy will kind of do the same and say, hey, we're just not going to give one out this year, which is wild. Or they're going to say we're going to postpone it and then wait to see if teams play in the spring. That presents more issues because there's going to be some recency bias. You know, two guys who, who have similar seasons, let's say a quarterback, like like a Trevor Lawrence and a Justin Fields have have a similar season, and then you you end up all the votes going to Fields because he played later and you saw him last. So I don't know. I I, I think I, I and then the other thing is like they're just going to say screw it. We're just going to give the Heisman to whoever played in the fall. Like and then you then yeah probably you have to put an asterisk on it. Uh, hey, real quick before I let you go, do you think uh, the Big Ten reacted too soon and too quick? I don't know if they re- – I don't know about that. I just – like I said, I think they're just scared scared to death about about the repercussions of, of anything. And we already saw it here. I just saw recently I think that there's a Georgia State player who is going to have to sit out the year because he has a heart condition. I think that's what they were afraid of too. Um, I don't know if they reacted too early. I mean, like my job is covering college football. So as much as I'm with the players and their safety and stuff like that, yeah, okay, I, I want to watch them, want to watch all the conferences play because that's that's how I earn my living. But I don't know if it necessarily was that too early. You know, I don't know if, like, you know, you know the COVID rates are going down that fast uh, right now that, that it's like, oh, well, we could just wait until September. Like, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not an epid- I, don't, I can't even spell the word, say the word epid- epidemiologist or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I don't know. I, I think they're just scared. I think they're just like, oh, we got to do this now. Cut it off now. Don't let it linger, and then and then we'll try and do it in the spring. So I, I'm not really sure that they, they, it was too early. I think they were just scared. Yeah, I think so too. Seth, uh, appreciate it. And it's very uncertain times. It's going to get a little weirder as we move into college football season, no doubt. Thanks for joining us, pal. Appreciate it. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks. There you go, Seth Galina, senior college football analyst for Pro Football Focus. Not a lot to analyze. You got. You got some conferences playing, some conferences not playing. You got schedules being announced. Others, other conferences are saying we're not going to play. But if you want to go play, go play. You got the Citadel locking in games now against Clemson, and and the Citadel's not even playing a conference. It's just, it's just weird right now. It's just weird. I, I don't know how else to put it. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eighty joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.